This is Ticker Symbol U, a podcast focused on highlighting advanced technologies that are transforming our lives and disrupting their competitors in the process. My name is Alex, and I'm definitely not a financial advisor. I'm just a nerd that loves sharing my personal vision of the future and putting my money where my mouth is. To learn more, find me at tickersymbolu.com or youtube.com slash tickersymboluyou. Let's start with this. In this episode, I'm going to lay out exactly what I'm doing as growth stocks continue to collapse and people keep running for the hills. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Everybody just calm down. If your portfolio is hurting after these last few weeks, this episode is for you. Your time is valuable, so here's the bottom line up front. I'm not selling anything, I'm building up my cash and my defensive cash-like positions, and I'm updating my watch list with the exact stocks and funds that I'll be covering in this episode. Full disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, and nothing in this episode is financial advice. So, let's get right into it. The first thing I'm doing with this existing portfolio is absolutely nothing. If you have stop losses on your positions, make sure you at least check them and make sure they're still where you want them to be. I've cleared all of my own automations and I'm doing everything right now by hand. The only things I have automated now are my price alerts, so I know to check on specific stocks when they fall below a certain price. The second thing I'm doing is building up my cash and my cash-like positions. My account is actually still almost 50% in cash because I'm concerned about the Fed accelerating tapering as well as the next wave of the pandemic. If you're not concerned about those things, that's totally okay, but now you have a data point for how I'm personally digesting that news. So what are cash-like positions? To me, they're big tech stocks that are relatively stable and resilient to inflation but still have plenty of ways to grow their business. Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft. To you, they might be bonds, or they might be stocks like Walmart and Costco. That's fine, but the point here is that they're positions you treat like cash, but that don't lose value to inflation the same way cash does. So if you include those positions, I'm actually around 55% in cash right now. Okay, with the housekeeping out of the way, let's talk stocks. I'm going to go through them roughly in order of least risky to most risky, starting with the funds. The first fund that I'm watching right now is Meta, the Roundhill Ball Metaverse ETF. This is a fund that gets rebalanced quarterly by a panel of experts and is filled with around 40 great stocks. The top holdings in this fund are NVIDIA, Roblox, Microsoft, Facebook, and Unity Software. As I said earlier, Facebook and Microsoft are very defensive positions right now, which really help limit the volatility of this fund. Its holdings also include semiconductor companies like Taiwan Semiconductor, Qualcomm, Apple, Intel, AMD, and Skyworks, which again are very reliable growth companies over long periods of time, since they make most of the computer chips on the planet, among other things. The Meta Fund also includes content companies like Unity Software, C-Limited for their Garena platform, Take-Two Interactive, Electronic Arts, and Activision Blizzard, as well as plenty of fintech and e-commerce companies like Amazon, C-Limited again, Coinbase, Alibaba, Square, and PayPal. The big thing about this fund is that it's filled with companies that are driving the metaverse forward, which means its holdings will all benefit from that idea as it becomes more mainstream, but none of them require the metaverse to happen in order to succeed. Companies like Nvidia and Microsoft and Amazon and Apple, all of which sit near the top of this fund, are going to be fine even if the metaverse never comes to pass. So this quarterly updated metaverse index fund is my pick for the least risky but still great growth investment that you can buy right now. Next up, 
We have ARK, ARK Invest's flagship innovation fund. This fund is filled with the exact stocks that are getting hit the hardest right now, but it's actively managed by Kathy Wood. As the market goes down and our strategy is uh, punished disproportionately, uh, my what keeps me up at night is knowing that uh, some people are going to panic if they're looking at their accounts on a day-to-day basis. Almost every time I talk, I say, we have a five-year investment time horizon. And uh, at the moment, uh, we are close to, from an expectations point of view, uh, a record in terms of what we expect from our portfolios during the next five years at a compound annual rate of return. And is pretty well diversified in terms of the kinds of technologies that it holds, genomics, robotics, Energy storage, blockchain technology, and artificial intelligence are all themes that show up in this fund. RK's top five stocks reflect that diversity pretty well, even though they're all getting a hit hard right now. I like to treat RK as an innovation index since it contains companies working on technology platforms in all those different areas, except its holdings are updated daily. When ARK-K crumbles like this, it tells me that something is going on with growth stocks and the broader market in general, not the companies that Kathy Wood is specifically picking. Since this is an actively managed fund, you're also getting Kathy Wood's management and all of ARK Invest's highest conviction research as well. So in my opinion, if you loved this fund earlier this year, now is a great time to consider averaging down. I just did that in my personal portfolio outside of the one on this channel. The first single company on the list is Meta Platforms, formerly Facebook. Meta Platforms is an extremely safe, stable, and diversified business today that's still growing like crazy year over year. Meta Platforms has slid around 20% in price in the last three months and is now sitting at under an $850 billion market cap. That's pretty crazy considering they own Facebook itself, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook Messenger, which are four of the top six or seven most downloaded apps across all mobile devices ever, Apple, Android, or otherwise. A lot of people rightfully point out that Facebook's growth is slowing down in terms of daily and monthly active users. That's true, but that's only because, you know, more than a third of all humans alive are already on their platform. They're clearly shifting their focus to increasing average revenue per user, which they've increased by double-digit percentage points year over year around the world. They also own the Oculus line of virtual reality headsets, which are hands down the most popular VR headsets on the market today and will do a lot for them in the future. This is a stock that Kathy Wood holds inside ARKW, ARK Invest's fund themed around the next generation of internet applications. It's also a top position in the Meta ETF, and it's one of my personal favorite cash-like positions in my own portfolios. I think the low 300s is a great price for the stock. Next up is Alphabet, the parent company of Google. I'm actually struggling to find a market that Alphabet and Google don't compete in. Everything from dominating search and email and web browsing, to making their own phones and operating systems and smart TVs, to self-driving cars with Waymo, to building the most advanced artificial intelligence applications ever with programs like DeepMind and AlphaFold. Like Facebook, investors who think Alphabet is out of room to grow probably haven't looked at the stock for a while because it's up 65% year to date, even with this most recent downturn. My point is, Alphabet isn't the kind of company that cares too much about inflation and does just fine during lockdowns. It's another great all-weather company that's held by Kathy Wood, this time in ARK-Q, ARK Invest's fund themed around the autonomous revolution, as well as ARK-X, their newer space exploration fund. And of course, it's in the Meta ETF as 
as well. If you've been following along with my portfolio project as an insider to your patron on Patreon or channel member right here on YouTube, you've noticed me buying a lot of Google stock lately since I treat it as a cash-like position. All right, now let's get into the more risky stocks. First up is C Limited. If we go to public.com's page for C Limited, we can see that it's actually three companies in one. Garena is their digital entertainment and gaming brand, Shopee is their e-commerce arm, and C-Money are their digital payment solutions. If each of these business units were a separate company, I'd actually hold all three of them in my portfolio. I'm not kidding. Garena is the Southeast Asian publisher of some of the most downloaded games on the planet, like League of Legends and Free Fire, which it also developed. Shopee becomes one of the dominant e-commerce channels in every country that it touches, and C-Money is one of the fastest-growing fintech units I've ever seen a company create. The fact that you not only get all three of these with the same ticker, but they also talk to each other and share resources makes this my absolute favorite company to hold for the long term. I think C-Limited could be a $1 trillion company one day, and it's recently slid back down to $100 billion in market cap, meaning I think it can 10x from here. Will that take time? Definitely. Can it go lower? Definitely. Would I buy this stock at this price and hold it for the long term? Definitely. One thing I love about public.com is they have this little indicator that shows why a stock could be up or down right now. Shares of streaming, social media, and gaming companies are trading lower amid overall market weakness as new pandemic concerns weigh on stocks across sectors. So literally nothing to do with C-Limited itself. Another thing I really love about public.com is they really focus on investor education and learning about companies, not just stocks. As a result, they end up featuring my deep dives on companies quite often, and my episode on C-Limited is no exception. If you want to know why I'm so confident in Garena, Shopee, and C-Money, and everything they share, I've made an episode covering it all. So I'll leave a link to it in the description below as well. Next up, we have Twilio. Twilio is a business-to-business cloud communications company that allows software developers to build all sorts of web-based tools like automatically sending and receiving texts, phone calls, Facebook and Instagram messages, emails, and so on. All sorts of businesses use the Twilio platform, and they grew their revenues by 65% year over year. Twilio is ARK Invest's 11th biggest position overall, with just over $1 billion invested in it. I definitely owe you a dedicated episode on Twilio, and I promise I'll do one in the near future. Let's take a look at the public.com page for Twilio as well. Shares of several companies in the broader tech sector are trading lower on continued volatility among pandemic concerns. Weakness from DocuSign and Asana earnings have also weighed on the sector, so again, absolutely nothing to do with the company itself. If we scroll down a bit, analysts are currently giving Twilio a strong buy rating, with a price target of almost double the current share price. This is why I often use public.com's website as a starting point to figure out what's actually going on with the company and its stock, and why I asked public.com to be a sponsor for the channel. So, whether you're looking for a new home for your own portfolio, or you just want a way to support the channel, you can go to public.com slash ticker symbol U, and you'll receive a free slice of stock worth up to $70 when you fund your account. I'll leave a link to that exclusive offer for you in the description below as well. The next company on our list is CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike is a leading cybersecurity company that protects customers by leveraging its security cloud solution to stop breaches. CrowdStrike runs a software-as-a-service platform called Falcon, which is an endpoint protection platform that detects, prevents, and responds to cyber threats and attacks. When you hear the word endpoint, that's just an access point, so think laptops and desktops, mobile phones, and anything else that accesses the internet. 
Like I said, Falcon is a platform, which means CrowdStrike and their partners can extend it by building and deploying new modules to provide customers with new functionalities over time. Because Falcon is cloud-based and runs as a single agent, it's lightweight, easy to get up and running, and provides nearly instantaneous value, which can't be said of a lot of other cybersecurity services. In a world where more and more businesses are going digital, and more and more cyber attacks and data breaches are making the news, CrowdStrike is poised to grow massively, like it already has been. CrowdStrike has been trending down all month, and it's almost back to its lows for the year. From a price-to-sales point of view, this is actually the lowest it's traded all year. You won't regret putting CrowdStrike near the top of your watch list. The final two companies are both fintech companies. First, we have Coinbase. Coinbase is ARK Invest's third biggest position for a reason, which is that it kind of acts like a crypto index fund without being one. So Coinbase is a great way to gain exposure to the rise of all cryptocurrencies without holding them directly. Today, one of the main ways that Coinbase makes money is by charging fees on transactions. So the more transaction volume, the better. Let's look at Coinbase's key metrics. Retail trading volume is up almost 5x year over year. Institutional trading volume is up almost 9x year over year. And more revenue is coming in from other crypto assets than from Bitcoin and Ethereum put together, which is great because it means Coinbase isn't relying on the price action of any one cryptocurrency for a majority of its revenue. As a result, net revenues are up more than 4x year over year. 4x. Coinbase also just released their own fully standalone crypto wallet, which sits along the likes of MetaMask and Trust Wallet. If we look at the stock, it's down 25% from its recent all-time high, and its market cap is now just $57 billion. Again, what I'm saying is you should put this near the top of your watch list. The other fintech company is Stone. Oh boy, this is by far the riskiest stock on my list. Warren Buffett and Kathy Wood both hold millions of shares of this company. Stone is a one-stop shop that provides small and medium-sized businesses in Brazil the fintech solutions they need to move away from cash and join the digital economy. The thing I always point out about Brazil is that a lower percentage of people there have internet compared to the US, Canada, and Western Europe, meaning Stone's base-level market is still growing year over year as more and more people gain access to the internet. Stone has a point-of-sale solution for accepting credit cards, digital wallets, and QR codes, kind of like Square's payment terminal. In addition, they help businesses complete fully online transactions without any physical devices at all by generating payment links that can be sent to customers for quick and easy sales. So Stone can support micro-merchants and very small vendors without actual storefronts or websites, which greatly expands their total addressable market. That kind of scalability is important to long-term growth. However, fintech companies in emerging markets come with real risks. For example, in Brazil, merchants have to put up a certain amount of collateral to get a business loan or a credit line. That collateral is registered with one of a few registries in Brazil made by the Brazilian government. So this registry isn't something that Stone has built, it's a new collateral system that they have to integrate with and keep up with over time. Due to a malfunction in these registries, merchants can put up collateral with Stone, then go apply for other loans using that same collateral, because these registries aren't talking to each other. That's a big malfunction, and it resulted in Stone issuing a lot of non-performing loans, which showed up as big losses on their balance sheet over the last few quarters. That's what caused the start of Stone Stock's landslide. Other than these non-performing loans, though, Stone's business is growing very fast and performing very well. As you can see, Stonestock is currently at all-time lows, meaning that it's cheaper today than when Warren Buffett bought into it at its IPO price. 
And of course, it's a much bigger and much better company today. Compounding that landslide are all the things that I've been talking about for the last couple weeks, like Fed tapering, talks of raising interest rates, and the pandemic. The same things causing all of these stocks to slide, which is why I'm making this episode, as well as why I made the last few, which I also encourage you to check out. Tweet me at ticker symbol U with your thoughts on these stocks and ETFs. Do you like the safer ones more or the risky ones? Were some of these stocks on your watch list already? Do you have your own price targets for some of them? I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Either way, the best things you can do right now are not to panic sell, start proactively building up your cash and your cash-like positions, and fill your watch list with great stocks and funds that you'd be happy holding through landslides exactly like the one we're going through right now. So, stay informed, stay long, and stay strong. Thanks for watching, and until next time, this is Ticker Symbol U. My name is Alex, reminding you that the best investment you can make is in you.